Welcome to Solutions with Courtney Anderson. I'm Courtney Anderson and this is episode 246, episode 246 of this program, Solutions with Courtney Anderson. And in our show today, in episode 246, we have a program that is part of our Help Situation Spotlight series. That is our series where someone is asking for help, a community member like yourself has shared uh, with me or one of my team members a concern or a question and so we build shows around it coming up with guess what solutions which is the name of the show <laughs> so our specific uh topic today for episode 246 which again amazing i have to uh continue to share with you my gratitude and appreciation uh, we first started these shows uh in 2012 uh, just testing the water a little bit, then 2013, then 2014, really committed uh, to the show with a very, very heavy production schedule. And uh, now we're here we are in in the time of recording this in 2015. And I hope that we have many, many more years to come as we uh, continue to perfect this uh, this this vehicle. As 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 I just shared, that we've put you know years into, um, but it's it's definitely worth it, and I love it. So thank you. So here in episode 246, what are we talking about? Well, this is a show that I felt um, in many ways sort of had to be done. So our show topic today is, how do I handle haters? How do I handle haters? That's our show topic, and as I said, it kind of had to be done. There's been quite a bit of pop culture um, attention to this concept of somebody's a hater, and and the the term has gotten so prevalent over years that it's it's used in settings sometimes you you wouldn't even think more more professional settings by all different types of demographics in all different parts of the world. So I went to my Oxford English Dictionary to see well, what does the dictionary define this term hater, right? Somebody's a hater. Our question is, how do I handle haters? What is a hater, right? Before we talk about the the plural, how do I handle them? What are they? What is it? What is a hater? Well, according to my Oxford uh, Dictionary entry, a hater is a person who greatly dislikes a specified person or thing. Wow, okay. That sounds pretty simple. Um... As always, I, I do encourage you to stop by CourtneyAnderson.com. That's our central website where we have all 246 episodes. Each episode has its own show page, episode page, where we have um, notes and highlights and links to things we talk about in the show. And we're coming, we're coming back through now and we're adding different um, webinars and programs and courses that relate to different topics. So you'll continue to see more resources I know it doesn't seem impossible sometimes. You look at the website, um, moving toward a 1,000 pages of content, but that's why we do this, right? It's about solutions and sharing knowledge for anybody who wants to to um, to find something helpful. And it's a great way for me, outside of my other professional endeavors, to reach people who are not clients of my law firm, people who are not uh, enrolled in one of my graduate business courses, um, someone who's not interacting with me in one of those other ways, which is you know, limited to a certain extent, right? There's so many, so many uh, clients and only so many uh, students 
and so many organizations I can go to and do uh, on-site corporate training and education programs. So when you go to CourtneyAnderson.com, you go to page 246, you'll see the link to the Oxford Dictionary de de definition. And it, again, a person, okay, that's easy, right? Human, uh, who greatly dislikes, all right, we understand that, right? Dislike a specific person or thing, got it. And the way that this term is utilized often, especially in the States, is this concept that the person speaking is, is saying, you know what? I don't care about my haters. I don't care about haters. I'm going to, I'm going to, there was another pop culture reference. It's a couple years ago now, right? That, that with a hater, right? Someone who just greatly dislikes you, right? You're the specified person they dislike. The pop culture idea is, you know, I'm going to brush them off, right? I'm just going to sort of, the idea, the imagery, right? Like there they are, they, they're, they're hating me. They're a hater, right? They greatly dislike me. I'm going to just brush them off. And there was even a pop culture reference uh, out of some great music that, you know, I'm going to brush them off my shoulders, right? There they are just trying to give attention and, and or trying to get attention and give me stress. And I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to brush them off. I'm going to dismiss them from my world. They're not worthy. They're a hater. They just greatly dislike me. And because of that, I'm going to, I'm going to use this term to label them, right? I'm going to, I'm going to take the power away from them. And I'm going to turn around this whole dynamic instead of saying, hey, you know what? You're a hater and that's causing me stress or you're an obstacle to my success in the workplace or you're trying to sabotage my career. I'm not going to let that happen. In fact, I'm going to publicly label you as a hater. And by doing so, I'm letting the world know this is what you are. You're just somebody who greatly dislikes me. And I'm the, I'm the specified person, right, that you greatly dislike. Or you might greatly dislike something that I produce. You, you dislike my business. You dislike my music. You dislike my writing. You dislike my, uh, my uh, ideas. All right. And by doing that, I diminish the person, right? I say, I know what you are. Any critique you may put forward is not valid because your, your critique isn't about the, the substance of my uh, work or my analysis or the credibility of, of uh, what I'm doing, or the artistic merit, right? It's just coming from this deep-seated well of your personal dislike of me or of my work. And so because of that, then it, it has no meaning. Right, your critique has no meaning because it's not valid. You're not really critiquing my music or or my uh, work as a professor or my articles I write. You're just a hater. So it doesn't matter what I do. You would just you would say it was horrible because you're just somebody who's coming from this perspective of everything about me you dislike, right? And if somebody really is a hater and I publicly label them as such, then it means that everything they say and do is meaningless, right? The audience then, whoever I'm telling, I'm saying, hey, look, just don't listen to them. They're haters. And if somebody's a hater then there is nothing valid in any of their arguments, right? They're just coming from this position that they just greatly dislike me or they dislike my work. So once I label them successfully as a hater, people think, oh, well, I can't listen to them. They're just haters, right? Haters don't have anything to say valid. They just hate it. So let's get to the answer of the question, right? The question is, how do I handle haters? The answer is you don't. That was a court. That was a short show, right? <laughs> that was a short show. How do I handle haters? You don't. And uh, let's just clarify that for a few minutes. Okay. If somebody really is a hater, meaning they meet the dictionary definition that they greatly dislike the specified person that is you, 
or the things, the specified things usually related to you, right? Your work or things of that nature. Okay. If that's the situation, then no matter what it is that you do, no matter how wonderful and awesome and, you know, if you come up with the cure to a disease that saves, you know, millions and millions of lives, it doesn't matter because they're a hater. So literally everything that you do, they greatly dislike, right? So if that's really what you're dealing with factually, then what can you do about that? Nothing. I mean, you know, you could try to, to think, oh, well, I can make them like me. Well, you can't. And we have a lot of other shows uh, in our library where we spend time explaining why that doesn't work. You cannot make people like you. And if you've ever uh, met me or I've been on site um, giving a keynote or a corporate education program, then it's been a very common theme since I started giving these presentations and speeches, which has been now several decades, where I over and over again reiterate, sometimes where people cry and get angry with me in audiences, right? And I explain to them, you can't control whether or not other people don't like you. You have nothing to do with it because it's not about you. It's about, it's about how they feel. You can't control other people's feelings. So it doesn't matter what you wear or what you say or how you dress or if, you know, there's nothing you can do to make somebody who's just determined that they don't, they don't like you, then they don't like you. And you know what? They have the right to not like you. We've talked about this around the world. Now, there are different legal um, systems that, that basically all do one thing. They try to say, hey, look, I can't make you like somebody because that's not possible. But I'm going to make you treat them with respect at work. Right, because we have to be able to treat people at respect with respect at work, whether it's a coworker or a boss, a team member that we manage, or, or even more important in some ways, customers and clients. Right? I may have a customer or client. I look at them and I'm like, I don't like them. In fact, I'm a hater. Okay, fine, but I don't want them to know that because I don't want them to, you know, not not uh, purchase something at my business. Right? Because if they if everybody quits coming to my business because because I'm a hater, then my business fails and then I I don't have a job. So it's self-destructive, right? So we, we, we have all these rules and societies and laws in many countries where we force people to just be quiet about the fact that you're a hater while you're at work. Now, outside of work, it's totally a whole different world. If this is just a situation where, hey, how do I handle haters outside of work? You know, my neighbor doesn't like me. The people that I hang out with, you know, on the weekends when I go listen to music, some of them are haters. Then honestly, then there's nothing you can do because... There, again, there are rules and laws in many countries where they can't do something based on being a hater. They can't beat you up just because they're a hater, physically harm you, right? That's a crime, assault, a battery, an apprehension of an assault. So they can't do things that are criminal based on their hatred of you. So that's universal. But the fact that they just don't like you, that's just life. And the fact maybe that they gossip about you or they don't invite you to do stuff or they, you know, go out of their way to make you look bad. Again, it's not awesome, but it's just life. I mean, that's just nature of humans, right? Not everybody's going to like the same thing. If they did, then we'd be in trouble. We have over 7 billion people on the planet. We got to like different stuff, different food, <laughs> different music, right? Different clothes, different colors. You know, you ask people, what's your favorite color? a social icebreaker in a lot of cultures that's not necessarily meant to be a stressful question but people get really upset about that sometimes you know somebody really likes bright colors feels like people who, do, who like bright colors are not their kind of people they don't like those people right and vice versa but the point is that we have to have diversity because we can't all like the same thing because then we run out of resources and also it would be very difficult to, to function on a scale that we have with so many people without a plethora of options
So if you really do have a hater, how do you handle them? You don't. Because there's nothing you can do. You can't make them not hate you. But let's look at some of the issues where there's misunderstanding. Issue one. Uh, I do have a, a library show, a show that we've done as part of our 246 episodes. Uh, and as we've continued to build these resources, which are just going through the list, it's a lot of uh content i feel really happy right so that no matter when i leave this earth as we know it i'm definitely going to be leaving a lot of content behind to try to help people um so we had a show episode 176 and episode 176 is the best i can do to give you a, a plan and a strategy for what to do about haters okay so the episode 176 it was part of our joyful art of business series uh, originally aired in 2014 and it said each time that you treat yourself badly your enemies rejoice. So stop. All right. So each time you treat yourself badly, your enemies rejoice. So stop. All right. So an enemy would be someone that's a hater, right? They greatly dislike you. So I have said before, and I will continue to say this, for me personally, and I say this in all candor, I don't have an enemy or any enemies, and I don't perceive that I've ever had any enemies. And part of the reason is that I would never put that much energy into someone I didn't like. Why would I elevate someone that I didn't like into some sort of thing that took up my time and my energy? I wouldn't. Remember, the opposite of of love is not hate. It's ambivalence. It's I just don't care. Right? Because love and hate are the same thing, right? There's all that energy there, all this passion. I'm thinking about you. I'm wondering about you. What are you doing? What are you wearing? Where are you going? What are you eating? Right? That means you're like taking up all this space in my mind. So that's the same path. There's just two two sides of the same path, right? The opposite of that path, of that intensity, right, is I just don't care. I'm not thinking about you at all. I haven't thought about you. I'm not, I, it, I'm not, because I'm not thinking about you, I certainly am not thinking about what are you doing or where are you or who are you with or what are you wearing or what did you eat or any of that. I'm not thinking about you. That's the opposite, right? So there's no intensity because you're not at all in my mind. You're not, you're not a priority. You're not even on the list of things I think about, right? So when I say I don't have any enemies, that's what I mean. I don't, there's no one that I, today or that I can even think of in the past beyond when I was like a little child, right? So maybe as a small child, there's that uh, adolescent and early childhood development where you you know, whatever, you're seven years old or in your learning life and, and to be a human, and we all go through that. You know, there was a kid in maybe some grade or some, you know, maybe I was seven years old. There was some kid that at the time I thought, oh, this kid, you know, I, I don't like them. I don't want to sit next to them in school. Um, but as we mature to be adults, we learn that those are just part of, you know, the developmental process. That that's not a healthy or normal adult behavior, right? I'm not, if there's someone I don't like, then that's okay then I just don't I, I just don't let them take up space in my mind. I don't have any enemy. There is no one that I sit around that I don't like thinking about, worried about, obsessing over. There are a lot of people I care about that I think about and I check in with and how are you and what's going on and there are people that are my that are really that are in my daily life that I you know, that are that are everything to me. But there's not anybody that I would put energy. I have so little energy. Right? I only got 24 hours in each day. I'm only one person. Why on earth would I spend important and limited time in this life on somebody that I didn't like? That's making sense. So I strongly encourage you, don't have enemies. Let's be the point. 
there's no point. This doesn't benefit you in any way, right? Now, you should have an awareness of people who might think that you're their enemy, right? But you're not you're not playing the game like they may perceive you as their enemy but you're not perceiving them as, as theirs and thus you don't fuel this you don't do anything to add conflict because you're not engaged you're not even worried about it so how do you handle someone who's a hater well you can't you don't do anything we just talked about that but here's a tip the thing that you can do that really does sort of hurt people who intensely dislike you is you treat yourself really well Right? They talk about, you know, uh, success is the best revenge. It's not revenge necessarily, but here's the thing. It, even today, right? So today I'm, you know, I'm getting ready and I'm for the day, you know, you're, you, you're brushing your teeth and washing your face and, you know, combing your hair and getting ready for your day. I always anchor myself with good thoughts. Some, so, some days I wake up and I'll say, you know, today is going to be the first day of the best of the rest of my life. Okay. Um, I have other things that I'll say to myself, you know, like this is it. Today's going to be awesome or whatever. Um, and then I think good things. Every time I'm kind and gentle to myself, every time I say nice stuff to myself, that diminishes, you know, the voices of those who greatly dislike me. And the thing is, I have control over it because I'm in my own head all the time. That's the beauty of it, right? One of the earlier shows we did in this in this show was we uh, discussed we discussed you know what do you do and how do you handle we discussed how do you handle um, I'm sorry about that we discussed how do you handle the thoughts you have a day, right? And the average person has seventy thousand thoughts a day. 70,000 thoughts a day, which is just awesome. So when we look at 70,000 thoughts a day, how many of those thoughts am I going to spend on negativity against myself? None. And I'm going to work on that. That's like my mission in life, right? Because I already know that there are, if there really is a hater or a group of haters out there, they're going to spend all their time and resources on horrible things about me, right? So it's my mission in life to say good things about me, to counter out counterbalance that but also to believe it because we've talked about in so many different shows right the power of confidence the power of your ability to believe that you can why not um the power of you not being at war with yourself right uh episode 31 that's that's back in our catalog right so this is episode 246 episode 31 uh that was a show we did our myth warrior series and it said in a fight against yourself you will always lose. So stop. Right? Fight against yourself is people brush their teeth, get ready for the day, and they're saying to themselves, oh, look at you. Oh, I can't believe you let yourself go. You, you're so ugly. Look at this. You're, you're going to screw up today. Every, you know, you're just, you just fail. You fail all the time. And it may sound extreme to people who don't, who've not, who don't do that. But this is exact. This is real. This is what people do. People literally set themselves up in their own mind. Well, these horrible, abusive, cruel things, and then they get out into the world, and because they're already so beaten down in such a negative frame of uh, mental reference, when somebody else comes along that actually is a hater, it just triggers all of that self hatred that they already had built up inside, and you get these really bad outcomes, right? So just take that out of your life. It's free. It costs you no money. You're in your own head. You have 70,000 thoughts a day. All, around, all that this process is, and it should be, it's a lifelong process, is just take your time when you're conscious and being mindful, right? You're paying attention to what you're thinking, right? 
and just say good things. Don't lie to yourself because you'll know it's a lie, right? So it doesn't work if you feel like, oh, I'm saying in my thoughts, look, I look nice when I'm brushing my teeth, but the truth is I see how ugly I am. Okay, that's it's not working. You can't fool yourself because you are yourself. You have to truly believe this. You have to find something inside of you that's real that you can believe. You know, and, and in some shows we've talked about, you have to start some, for some people, you have to start with, I'm a human. Other people are humans. As a human, I, I exist. And move toward, I exist and I, I should be able to exist, you know, with equality. I should be able to exist with a good quality of life and start building a way that you can believe that you're worthy. Uh, so again, these issues of being primed, right? Some people, and this is sad to say, but it's, I think, pretty accurate. Some people really do believe that the, that the world is full of um, people who are out to get them, right? That they're, that they're just sort of besieged by all of these enemies and haters, and they're just everywhere, and they're trying to destroy their lives. Um, no. It's just not... One of the challenges with the term hater is we said earlier it's very powerful because if it's true and somebody really is a hater, they're not engaging in uh, important discussion with you, right? They are literally like coming from a position of everything that you do, they hate. So they, they greatly dislike, right? So you it diminishes the, their ability to have any kind of real uh, communication or criticism because you know that it's not coming from a place related to the actual substance. It's just all about their emotion that they dislike you and want bad things to happen to you, right? The challenge, though, is that many people misuse this term, and they just they just label everybody who says something they don't like a hater, and it's nowhere near accurate. Those people aren't haters just because they said your work was late. They're not haters just because they said that um, it was inappropriate for you to uh, yell at a coworker. That's not a hater. That's true. Your work was late. It is inappropriate to yell at a coworker. That's not a hater. And so the, the challenge, though, with the term, and like as I said, it's gotten – I, at least I've observed it being utilized more in society at large in different parts of the world is it, 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 it fuels somebody, right, who's already in a self-destructive frame of mind. So that self-destructive person either is at war with themselves, right, they're saying all these mean and horrible things themselves, right, uh, or it's somebody whose ego, like they're a narcissist, they love themselves the opposite challenge, right? They just love themselves so much. So they say all this stuff to themselves and they brush their teeth. You know, you're the greatest thing in the world. No one is as smart as you. All the other people are idiots. I can't believe how wonderful you are. Look at you. Okay, so that's the other side of this, <laughs> which is, um, again, delusional. It's delusional to brush your teeth and say to yourself, you're horrible, you're ugly, you're a loser. It's also delusional to brush your teeth and say to yourself, you're the greatest thing in the history of all uh, the universe. Um, nobody is as smart as you and as uh, uh, good looking as you and as funny as you and everybody else is an idiot. Both, both of those are totally wrong, obviously, right? It's not logical. So when you have somebody who's a narcissist, uh, we have some shows from our uh, catalog. One of my favorites is uh, you episode 94. Right, so we're asking, are are they really haters, or or are you just mislabeling them that because you're operating from a place of uh, low self esteem, uh, negative self worth, things of that nature? So in uh, episode 
94 from our Myth Warriors series. The show was, you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realized how little they do. And uh, there was an Eleanor Roosevelt quote, former First Lady of the United States, a historical figure. The point was that, look, other people aren't thinking about you that much. That's why the narcissist is delusional. You know what other people are thinking about themselves? And they should in a healthy way, right? I, just, I said earlier, the reason I would say and I believe I don't have enemies is because I don't sit around thinking about other people. I, I certainly don't sit around thinking about people that I know don't like me, right? So why would, that's why would I create an enemy? That's, it's silly, and it's a waste of my time. I don't get anything out of that. It's not healthy. What can I do about it? Nothing, right? So accept it, right? We said earlier, how do you handle an actual hater? Somebody who really does just greatly dislike you. You you don't. There's nothing you can do about it. I can't make somebody not like me or make somebody like me. You know, it's up to them. It's in their head. It's their life. All I can do is decide whether I'm going to waste my time on being a hater. And I guess we have to say it. What a total waste of time. That's why I said earlier, I don't have enemies. Why would I? I'm not going to put my time sitting around worrying about somebody else. I put that into myself or better than that, once I'm healthy, right, and able, I'm going to help other people. Volunteer. Take time to invest in other people. How are they? What's going on? Can you do something to help? Can you just listen? Be there for someone. Be of service. We did a show on that, right? One of our early shows. So there's a lot that I can do in my time that's not going to sit around and waste it and create all these unhealthy and ridiculous outcomes and me sitting around me being a hater. So I don't like them. Fine. Leave them alone. Right? If I don't like them and I have to work with them, that's cool. All I'll do then is just limit my work, focus on the work, and then just cut out all the part where where they would be able to do something negative, meaning we're not going to hang out afterwards. I'm not going to be thinking about them when I'm on break. Like, leave it alone. Why would I waste... I only have so many minutes, moments in life. I don't know how many because I don't know when I'm going to die, right? So I do know it's limited. So why on earth would I waste it on something as silly as this thing about being a hater? I don't. It's, 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 It's ridiculous. Again, it's not logical. It doesn't give me any good outcome. Because somebody who puts all their energy into being a hater, does it change anything? It doesn't. You could wake up. And spend every conscious moment hating whatever this thing is you specifically generally you great you specifically greatly dislike right every moment like i hate them i hate them i hate them and what does that change nothing do they still exist yeah are they most likely ignoring you yes so what have you accomplished nothing that's my point it's not a, it does it's not effective it doesn't work all right so if you really do have a situation where someone is a hater you don't do anything about it you remember that the opposite of love or or great liking isn't hate or dislike it's it's ambivalence it's i just don't care so just don't care leave it alone they don't like you accept it it hurts it hurts every single one of us somebody doesn't like us okay that hurt all right i i felt that pain i accept the fact that i can't do anything about it it's like you telling me it's like holding up a rock right and saying this is a rock okay i do see it is yeah it's a rock i have to accept it it is a rock Someone that is a hater is a hater. What can I do? Literally nothing. Just like I cannot change that rock into anything else. I can't make the rock a bird or turn the rock into, you know, a rainbow. It's a rock. So a hater is a hater. Okay. Just like I leave the rock alone, I don't stand there and obsess over that rock. Why won't that rock be something else? Because it isn't. It's this. And there is no way that we know at this moment to turn the rock into something else. 
And I'm not talking about where you take the rock and maybe you put it deep enough in the earth for long enough and then over, you know, sort of the, the thermal forces of the planet could turn it into, you know, a gemstone. Yeah, but it's still coming from that place, right? It's not a, it's not a rainbow. It's not a bird, right? So it is that thing. So if someone is a hater, they are. You don't do anything about it. What can you do? How do I handle it? I don't. I leave it alone. I accept it, but that's what they are. Okay. I don't try to convince them. I don't sit around and think about it. Why do they hate me? Who knows? And even if you do know, what can you do about it? Maybe they just hate the way that you wear your glasses. You know? Maybe they're maybe they just hate how tall you are. Who knows? And again, even if they've said to you, Well, I hate how tall you are. Okay, well, all right. What can I do? I'm not gonna change how tall I am they're a rock you're a rock let it be we did some shows for people who had issues that were not exactly the same so we did a a library show episode 56 uh, from our help situation spotlight series that was how do I handle jealousy at work someone who's jealous isn't necessarily a hater okay they're just envious and there might be a way for you to communicate with them or effectively deal with their behavior that's going to be more effective, okay? We did the show episode 109, part of our help situation spotlight. That was said, that show was, how do I handle frenemies, friends slash enemy? Now, that's totally different, right? Because there's all that intensity there, friends and enemies. There's all that intensity. Remember, the opposite of, of the intensity is there's no intensity. I'm ambiv- I'm, I totally don't care. I'm ambivalent. Remember, if it's you, that's the hater. And you'll know that because you spend a lot of your time talking about other people. That's a clue. If you perceive that there's just haters everywhere all around you besieging you, you're wrong. You're not, there's not a person that's ever lived in human history that, that, that that's accurate. There may be a time that maybe you're in a job or there's an experience. Maybe you're in an intense athletic competition or something like that. Where at that moment, there's a lot of intense um, attention and people, oh my goodness, I really want to beat you, the other competitors. But that's not someone who's a hater for your life, right? You need to be able to understand that there might be a, a situation where maybe you're paying heightened attention to someone uh, due to an event or... Uh, like I said, something that's transpiring, but that doesn't mean you're a hater of that person for all time. It just meant at that time, I want to beat them or I want to win. I want to get that contract, right? I want to, you know, sell more books than they did or whatever. If you have a problem with wanting approval of other people, that's a problem because you can't control approval from other people. The person you have 100% control over approving you is you. That's why earlier and in so many of our programs, we go back to that really easy stuff. What do you say to yourself? Do you say approving, approving things to yourself? Like, oh, good job. Or do you say things to yourself like, you're an idiot. I'm so disappointed in you. All you do is screw up. Okay, well, then you either are at war with yourself or you're your best friend. That's a choice. And we did a show about addiction to approval in uh, episode 130, 136. So I do want to clarify this sometimes people think that they have a hater situation right oh they just just like me and they forget that we talked about at the early part of the show that in many countries there are rules that even though I greatly dislike you at work and even outside of work I can't behave in ways that'll violate the rules like I can't beat you up just because I hate you that's a crime uh, I can't steal from you or uh, lie to get you fired right that's that may be harassment at work so check out uh, episode from our library, episode 79. Epi- 
episode 79 was part of our Law Lovers Lounge series. And it said, I think I'm being harassed at work. Am I? How do I know? Because harassment is a legal thing. It's one thing for somebody at work not to like me. They don't want to hang out with me and sit next to me in the break room. Fine. It's another thing for them to go to sabotage my career uh, and to engage in illegal activity, right? That, that prevents me from being able to earn a living. Those are two totally different things. So we talked about that in that show from a global perspective, actually, as, as we often uh, do. Uh, we had some comparative information, I want to say from Japan, a European uh, Union member, and from the state. So check that show out if you're not really sure if it's a hater or if their behavior has gotten to a point where it may be violating the law wherever you are in the world, okay? So like I shared with you the show is interesting because the term is everywhere and most of the time when people use the term hater i discount it because i know or i take it with a grain of salt because a lot of times people want to believe that people are haters because it makes them feel kind of like they're getting attention but there's not that many haters and if you're not in the middle of like you know the world championship or you know a huge important business deal it's not logical that that many people really care enough about hating you it really isn't they don't even you're not that's narcissism right not do all of us at some point encounter people who intensely dislike us and we could call haters genuinely? Yes, that, that is universally, I believe, to be true. But that's few and far between. And, you, and you, you need to have a healthy understanding of that so that you don't dismiss important information that may be really trying to help you improve, right? But you think, well, I'm not going to listen to them. They're a hater. Okay, yeah, but they're, not everybody's a hater. If you think they are, then you're not being realistic. So this is, again, one of those things that, like so many of our shows, it seemingly is simple, right? But it isn't. It's incredibly powerful. Because you want to make sure that you use this term in those rare instances only when it applies. And that you just don't run around blanketly labeling anybody who you think dislikes you in any way. Or gives you any kind of feedback you don't want to hear, right? They don't even dislike you, but you just don't want to hear their feedback. So you're just like, oh, you're a hater. Well, then no. Everybody's not a hater. And I hope that this show got you thinking and some of the other uh, library shows that, that we reference get you really thinking so that you understand and you're not either on one end of the spectrum where you're at war with yourself saying all these awful, horrible, abusive things to yourself and self-sabotaging or the other, other end of that spectrum where you're in this narcissistic, deluded world where you just think you're perfect and anyone who ever says anything to you is just ridiculous and you should get everything you want all the time because you're you. No, I mean, no, what? That, that middle road, that middle way. You support yourself, you believe you can, and you're open and you're honest when you make mistakes and you screw things up, because everybody does. And you're willing to listen to criticism, because that's the only way you're going to learn and get better. We all have to. But there's a difference between criticism and hateful abuse. The content, for one. Are they talking about you, you're a horrible person, you shouldn't even exist, you're the worst thing that's ever lived? Well, that's not helpful. Or they saying, you know what, um, that content was missing a big part of the, uh, the analysis. Uh, your submission uh, could have been organized better. Okay, now that's constructive, right? Those are things that are related to something I can control. I am so continue, continually grateful 
that you were part of episode 246. I continue to ask you to come to CourtneyAnderson.com. It's our central website. If you find our show somewhere on one of our distribution partners around the world, Libsyn or iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker or iHeartRadio, please leave ratings or reviews that, that uh, help us get some, some traction and, and get uh, – more highly rated because that helps us in each one of those distribution channels. Also, I am on Twitter at Zealous Business and reach out to me. Uh, let me know if there's anything that you have, show suggestions, feedback, uh, feedback or ideas. And as I again lead this show, they're not that many haters. The few, the very few that there really are, then just you don't worry about it. You don't handle them at all. Just leave it alone. You're not going to engage with them. Right? Uh, and then if these other situations happen, you got to ask yourself, is it something that could be potentially a legal thing, like it's harassment or somebody's, you know, beating me up? <laughs> it's not just a hater, right? That's a crime. Um, or is it a situation where I'm the one? I have so much self-hatred. I'm so insecure, right, um, that I'm unable to, to function well and, and to be healthy with other people because I'm just on edge all the time because I just am full of, of again, self-hatred, which is the worst kind of hater the worst hater is a self-hater, right? Because they're with you all the time. They never leave. They never stop. But the cool thing about a self-hater, which is you saying horrible things yourself, is you totally 100% control it. Stop it. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you for being part of the show today. 